Welcome to the End Times Guy podcast. Great to have you along with me. It is Wednesday morning. I'm in northern British Columbia. It is green and lush and cool. The roads are quiet. It's just a perfect day to be at work. I'm very thankful for the work that I have that fits me very well. And the Lord knew that cause allowed me to get the license to do this work. And I've been blessed abundantly because of it. And the Lord pays all my bills. So I don't have to go around with my handout looking for your money. You keep your money. God provides all that I need to do this ministry. And I'm very, very grateful for it. You know, it is, uh, it's always been this way. We've always had people who do the works of their father. You know, Jesus said the Pharisees do the works of their father. We've always had people in the world who do the works of their father, the devil. They carry out his will. They, they respond to his spirit within them. And because his spirit abides in them, they do what that spirit leads them to do, which is to be selfish, to be violent, to be oppressive, to be greedy and gluttonous and slothful, to lie and deceive. These things are natural. It's in their nature. We are the children of God. With the spirit of God within us, it is natural for us to be honest and truthful, humble, gentle, meek, kind, compassionate, and looking around to how we may bless others rather than ourselves. We're naturally bent towards taking care of the people around us. That's the way God has, that's the way the spirit of God is within us. So it's very natural that we do the works of our father and they do the works of their father. But what we're experiencing now in the last days is that spirit is picking up tempo. It's getting really intense. And we're seeing people act out in escalating ways, more violence, more deception, more greed, more power struggles, more and more of the fruits of their father. And you and I have to make a clear and conscious choice. Are we going to be swayed by their evil, by the increase of evil, the increase of wickedness, and allow our love to grow cold? You know, as they're becoming radicalized is what's happening. How do we respond to that? Do we allow our love to grow cold in the face of such an onslaught of tremendous wickedness, violence, selfishness, depravity, and and seemingly overwhelming authority coming from every sector, the government, the schools, the scientific community, the media, the music industry, the, the publishing industry, everywhere we turn, they seem to control the narrative It's a very difficult time for us. And we have to be conscious of that and conscious of the fact that they are being radicalized. They're not content with just living their lives according to the spirit. They're really living it out large and loud. And that increase in wickedness, as Jesus said would come, is taking its toll on us. And because of that, you're going to see what we are seeing the love of most grow cold. 
People are becoming more afraid of each other, more withdrawn from each other, more willing to enter into conflict with one another. How many videos are out there of people coming unhinged because someone near them isn't wearing a mask or isn't following the rules or um, the, the willingness in society to become hostile is growing by the day. And the result of all of this increased wickedness is that the love of most is in fact growing cold right before our very eyes. But you and I, you know, are we going to be victims or are we going to respond in kind and become radicalized ourselves? And this is an exciting proposition. Why not allow the Spirit of God to radicalize us to outrageous deeds of loving kindness, outrageous deeds of charity, to take a job so that we can give half the income to the hungry and the hurting, to devote our Saturdays to going to a tent city to give blankets and clothing and prayers to the people there. Can we consider, do we have the courage to consider allowing the Spirit of God to be radical within us to the same degree that it's being radicalized within them? And I think this is a tremendous opportunity, and it may be a vital part to our surviving the end times of keeping our spirit intact, keeping ourselves faithful to the Lord our God. It may require us allowing ourselves to be radicalized by the Spirit of God to acts of loving kindness and charity and compassion that the world has never seen. You know, do we have the courage to even consider that for a moment? And what would that look like when you're in a city filled with violence, looting, vandalism, spray painting, marching through neighborhoods, terrorizing people, that we would be standing out there? as radicals with love and compassion. Now, when I say they are being radicalized, this, this isn't just me being extremist. There is plenty of evidence to support that. We have the protests and the violence going on. In Los Angeles, 36 different gangs have vowed to shoot any police officer. No, sorry, it was in Chicago. Any police officer with his service weapon drawn in public will be shot. When can you, could you have ever imagined you and I would be living in a time like that? You know, the police are peacemakers and they're called to the ugly, dirty, nasty stuff that you and I don't want to deal with. The neighbor down the street is drunk and beating his wife. You call the police. Junkie is breaking into your home. You call the police. You know, they get dragged into the stuff you and I just don't want to deal with. And we're not authorized to deal with. And they're being made out to be the, the, the abusers and the oppressors right now. Did you ever think that you would? These are radical times. We have to accept that. We're living in radical times. And, you know, we need to consider that becoming radicals for the Lord our God and living our lives in a bizarre way, in an outlandish way that makes people 
do a double take. You know, the time for us to be polite, civilized, going along to get along is, is over. It's passed away. It's time for us to look different. It's time for us to shine so brightly that this increased darkness will really, uh, you, you should see the difference between us and them more and more clearly. We should be blinding to them. We should be convicting them of their depravity. We're living in momentous times, historical times, and we're writing history right now. And what page are you writing currently in your history book? Is it a page that you will be proud of a thousand years from now in, in glory? Is it a page you're going to look at and smile? Or is it a page you're going to wish you could tear out, crumple up, and throw away? Because you lived in a historical, in a momentous time with the possibility of becoming radical for the Lord and shining in this lost generation. And you chose to go along to live your life quite. You know, so many people are trying to bury their heads in the sand and watch television and keep track of their sports teams and look after their, their little goings on and don't want to talk about, don't want to think about the way the world around us is changing right now. But you know what? It's not going to slow down. In fact, it's going to pick up and it's going to be a lot easier to get going now than it will be to get going later. So this is a call to us to consider being a radical. And I, of course, do not mean in any way, shape or form violence or counter protesting or anything like that. Um, Kyle Ritterhouse is big news right now because he brought a firearm to a protest. And I've seen all the videos about it. He went to that protest primarily as an EMT to provide emergency medical services. And he was there earlier in the day cleaning up graffiti. I believe he went there with the best of intentions. He really did. They were going to protect property and offer medical services to anyone in need. But the crowd was triggered by the fact that he had a firearm. And that would result in him being chased. They were after him. They wanted to tear him apart. And you and I both know that if they caught him um, being beaten severely and left in the hospital with, with life-threatening injuries, would it would have been the very minimum that he would have received. If they had gained control of his firearm, it could have been much worse for a lot more people. And he did fire in self-defense. I watched the videos. The, the first one was... I had hurled something at him. He heard a gunshot behind him, assumed the person chasing him was firing, turned around and fired five shots and then ran. And if you watch one of the later videos, he was running towards the, the strobe lights on the police cars. He wanted out of this situation very badly and he was being chased by a mob and he tripped. And the second one that was shot came and hit him over the head with a skateboard and tried to pull the firearm away from him. Thankfully, he had a strap on the firearm, so that kept it in his possession. But he did fire, and the, the guy with the skateboard died as a result of that. 
And then this is very bizarre. He's sitting on the ground holding his firearm and he raises it to a third individual and the individual sees that he has a, a firearm trained on him. The smart thing to do for this individual is to back off. Kyle didn't automatically shoot the man because he was close. He, he just held the firearm at the ready. And this is a time when common sense would tell that individual to back off. But instead, he jumps in the air to try and get a head stomp in. And Kyle fires at him and it hit him in the arm and he does back off. But you, you see the senselessness of this. I don't think Kyle should have been there with a firearm at all. I think that was the wrong thing to do. But I do defend the fact that he shot in self-defense. But that's not for you and I. We're not called to grab firearms and to go into the streets. We don't want to be troublemakers. We want to be peacemakers. How can we de-escalate the violence through acts of loving kindness? Bring them sandwiches and water and see how they respond. Show them kindness and compassion and see how they respond. Um, bringing a firearm, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to condone that. I'm sorry. But uh, this is our opportunity to write history. And may we do it in a way that reflects on the spirit within us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. May we become radical in every one of those fruits here and now. God bless you and encourage you and strengthen you as we go through the end times.